conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. If my laugh is so wrong, why does it feel so right? (laughs) If you're ever feeling good about yourself... A dose of Andy's reviews, Andy Girl's reviews on iTunes will humble you. Guys. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. It's Andy's Girls. It's episode 21. 
episode 21. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have been doing this nearly a whole season of Housewife, um, and we are so thrilled for of the for those of you that have been here since the beginning. And um, the we're OGs, the, the OGs, OGs of, of the AG. AG. <laughs> yeah, we didn't write that joke. Um, that was oh, just an no. organic one. Um, so yeah, it's been an interesting week. Uh, but we should we should we. Should we yeah, I think we should. I should start off. I told Damien before we started that. Um, so we obviously live in New York City. I went to a performance of The Color Purple on Broadway last night. And I swear to God, I said to some of the cast after, um, you know, that I'm Jewish by trade. But I swear to God, I thought I saw Jesus Christ on stage during the show. So as a result, I'm extra zen, which I think is important. You're like, I'm like, you're I like, feel like I'm high. I think I had some of Dorinda's drugs. You're, I swear to God. You're like Jill Zarin. You're like a Jew who oh got zen. Oh my God, I am. I'm a Jew who got zen and it's like a not 100% natural for my body. So I think my like cells are fighting back. But yeah. So we had an interesting, an interesting week. Um, I think that we should just, you know, say that we've heard... Um, some excellent feedback from 4% of you and <laughs> 96% of you are dicks. Um, no, we, so, um, we got some feedback that, you know, people are, um, excited to continue listening and want us to step up our game a little bit on audio and we think that's great and we can't wait to all of those people, um, to like, you know, make that happen for us. <laughs> Just text me when it's done. Um, we hear your complaints, and we're thinking about we're doing thinking, something about it. We're thinking about it. And in the meantime, I mean, guys. We're listen. just two friends who want to meet once a week and, <laughs> and get in a fight about Bethany and Luann. And I do have to say that I love the fact that so much of it is specifically about my laugh. And I have to say that when I was a little kid, when my mother would laugh on the phone to her friends, I would yell at her. I was <laughs> such an asshole. I was so pissed. I was like, that stupid mother. I mean, I was a child, so I wasn't swearing as much, but I was like a mini Kelly Dodd. Do you call your mom a motherfucker? I mean, not when I was like eight, but I'm sure I was like thinking of it. And if I had <laughs> access to those words, I would have. But I would, I would like actually yell at my mother. What would you say? Like, stop laughing. I thought it was super gross. And then I got her laugh, which is... You were... It was like, it was, it was like a gypsy woman saw you and cursed you. <laughs> That's karma. That woman in Morocco. That gypsy woman in Morocco, wherever the hell Um, was. This week, I mean, should we just jump into the Real Housewives... I mean, sorry, the, the New York reunion? Because it feels oh like there's just a lot of territory to cover there. I would love to say that the beginning, I like when Andy's backstage and he is with Ramona and Sonia or like he goes between the two of them or whatever. And Sonia says she has gar like tea on every of the every one of the women. Yes. I feel like it was it, Sonia in in hindsight is angry because she really we know that she was on a different type of contract and made a different amount of money because she was only fi- um getting paid per day or scene or whatever right. opposed to a, a year like a season long contract. So that her getting elbowed out of the show in the middle with her fight with Bethany and the Berkshires, um, you know, I think that she was really prepared to like fight with everybody. Yeah, include except maybe Ramona. I think she wouldn't be against fighting with Ramona. But, I think that she was just like super on point, and while she didn't participate a lot, when she did, it was spot 
I mean, it was annoying a little bit when she, when it was a little bit annoying at a certain point when she was like trying to get Dorinda to say something about like Ramona's Mm -hmm. and she was like, you don't like have any, and she like wouldn't let them finish the conversation. And at that point I was like, uh, that's annoying. But I was like genuinely into it because I feel like Sonia, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know if it's like that there's this clay. I know that there's scenes uh, from like next week or the week after that suggest that she denies having, like, a drinking problem. And then, like, Dorinda is the person to, like, be like, you do. And it's like, well, you also do. Um, but Sonia somehow seems, like, very self-aware all of a sudden in a way that, like, she absolutely seemed delusional the entire... Right. Like, the two-thirds. entire... Like, yeah, like, the two-thirds of the season, she seemed so delusional. And I, I remember, I feel like when we had Brian Moylan on as a guest, and I think maybe somebody else, that, like, people commented, like, this is her last season, this is her last season. And I feel like that's not really the case. I feel like there will be a shift in the cast um, when it comes back. But I don't know that Sonia's, like, going to be gone. I Because I think that she's really funny, and I think that, like, this she showed up for the reunion to be like, oh, am I not, like, an asset to the show? Like, let me show you what I've got on everybody. And I'm super into it. And speaking of Brian Moylan, I was reading his recap, and he says at one point, Sonia T. Morgan is a wish that your heart makes. <laughs> And it comes true every single time. Because I think that she did say something and deliver. Like, the saying that Dorinda has a drug problem, being like, yeah, you do. And say doing that, like, sassy little line about Bethany, like, tra- about uh, being able to trademark, what was it, Slutty Girl mm-hmm. or something before B. I thought that was really funny. I uh, was, like, Well, I feel differently about those two instances. Because I feel like the Slutty Girl thing was, like, just, like, classic, like, good comic timing and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. wittiness. Which is you know, as we've discussed like a hundred times, it's like the thing that Sonya really does bring to the franchise. The thing about Dorinda's, like that whole moment about Dorinda's drug problem was one of the most uncomfortable and like real, real moments on a TV show that I've seen in a very long time because like Andy sort of addressed it and and he is like, I am addressing it because you said it on camera and Bethany's like, I know I did. And like, I actually feel like I have a lot of different feelings about Bethany this week that sort of are counter to a lot of the feelings I've had this season. However... In that particular moment, I... Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I... Don't? I I'll, no, because I had the opposite. I was, like, sort of angry. At, at Bethany? Yeah. Well, I just felt like with Bethany, like, that moment was annoying to me because she was like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not here to ruin people's lives. And I liked when... Who was it? Was it Sonia? Who said, like, why? You ruined... Like, you, you called out... No, that was Luann. It was, like... I felt like that, like, that was maybe Luann's only good argument in the whole episode. Yes. Was, like, this... Like, now you don't want to... Like, you already said it on camera, so talk about it. But then they did kind of talk about it, and it was, like... And I'm confused because Dorinda, at least... She's either a wonderful actress or she was confused because she was, like, wait, what do you mean? If it's about John, I should know. And then it was, like, I don't do drugs. And then... Then, like, all of the women sort of were like, just stop talking, stop talking. And then she was like, but Hannah lives with me. How would I do drugs? And I was like, oh, I need to... Because it's like, that. when it becomes like that sort of stuff, it's like, this happened on Potomac as well when someone said that Katie did drugs and, like, oh, yeah, there was like a... The and there was an incredibly uncomfortable moment. And it was like, I mean, I know that Hannah is, like, an adult and, like, Dorinda is older and, like, it's not the same thing, but, like, because Katie's children are babies. Right. But, like, when someone, like... When the idea of, like, someone, like, drugs and, like, being a parent, that sort of stuff, like, in the qual, like, how good of, like, that's real, real life. Like, whether you're just saying shit to be controversial or to, like, make good TV or, like, whether or not, like, Dorinda has done blow in front of them but, like, really doesn't have a problem. Like, I don't know the details of what's true and what's not, but, like, when it starts to become, like, something that's really going to affect, like, their way people see them as a parent or how they're able to parent or, like, what... It makes me uncomfortable. So, like, when she was like, well, how could I do that? I'm I'm at home. Hannah lives with me. And I was like, oh, my God. Is she 
clueless? Is she lying? Is this real? Is it fake? Like, what is it? And it was just, the whole moment was so weird, and then it just, like, disappeared. And then, But then Dorinda seemed fine, and I was like, I don't know. It felt like, I couldn't understand what Bethany was trying to do. It felt like Bethany, so Bethany goes, I'm not here to ruin people's lives. And then Luann rightly says, well, you said shit about Jules. You said shit about Dorinda. You said shit about me. Um, maybe about Sonia, I don't remember, in that moment, which I thought was actually entirely accurate to say, mm-hmm. like, you can't, that, you you have done that. You can't just say I haven't done it when these are examples and I'm sitting next to all of them on my couch. But I thought, I also thought Sonia was 100% right to be like, yeah, she does. And I think she does. I think she was, I think she was just totally lying that Dorinda was, like, being like, I don't do drugs when she... I think does, but it, it was super uncomfortable because even Lou was like, and Lou, by all accounts, is definitely a party girl. Lou was even like, stop talking. Like, Bethany is giving you an out and saying she does, even though it was super hypocritical for Bethany to be like, I don't want to give examples now, even though I've spoken about it on camera. Like, that's, it's the same thing. You might as well tell us what the examples are because we're just going to assume that we know. But, right, because like, if it's not true, then no one's no one's arguing right. that it's not. It was in... Dorinda's best interest to just shut the fuck up at that point and stop protest like that's so you were, were you you were into Sonia corroborating that it was true I mean I was because I guess I'm a little bit of a, a bad person like I wanted to hear you the just thought it was good TV yeah yeah I thought it was good TV but I also thought like Bethany for some reason morally doesn't want to bury her right now I don't a hundred percent understand her well, perspective because I don't know. I don't know. I It's like that's one of those things where I don't know what happened and I would rather know. I like want to know the information than decide for myself. But I I guess I sort of already have because I 100% believe that she's a cokehead and parties with John or maybe not a cokehead in But like does have, like, yes. It goes out and parties. I mean, she's with that sweaty meatball for a reason and it's not because he's Prince Charming. I think they yeah, have And she admitted together. that. Yeah, totally. Right. I think um, what's interesting though, it, you know, it's like when you, you said Bethany for some reason didn't want to like bury... Um, Dorinda. Dorinda. I agree, but I don't, and I don't know, this is like sort of counter to everything I've thought the entire season, maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't think, I don't know that Beth, Bethany is malicious in like that she's seeking out, I don't, and I'm, I'm figuring this out as I'm saying it, so yeah. I can't, I'm not trying not to make eye contact so I can think, but like, I don't think that she's intentionally like going out to be malicious to bury the women or to whatever against them but i do think that she's one hyper aware of like that she's trying to make good television Mm -hmm. and i think while she's doing it like and this is like why again i do agree that she shouldn't be on the show anymore because she's so conscious of how what she's doing in order to protect herself while she is doing these things that like she's not she's one not giving anything that's real and also because she's not like showing anything that's flawed except like her illness um and i'm glad that we didn't talk about that i hope that we never do on the reunion but also that like you know like she she was prepared to have her boyfriend's daughter on call like that was a totally like quote-unquote unscripted moment but like that was that was a moment that was like if i need to call you is that okay because like that woman's voice that girl's voice is still on the show so like that girl had to sign like agree to that so like bethany made that request prior to going because she knew that that might be something that was going to come up i also so like i don't know that i think that she's like a malicious person but i think that she is intentional with the things she does and decide does to bring up on the show and what she decides to do and 
she's also intentional with what she is willing to show and not show. Andy asked, what can you tell us about your new relationship? She was like, well, not a whole lot because I already did that before. Well, it's interesting that that's the answer and Andy moved on. When, when Ramona said she didn't want to talk about what was going on with her relationship with Mario and she pushed back, Andy was like, well, I didn't sign up to be on a reality show, so I don't need to talk about my, about my romantic Which was life. a good response. So Bethany right. is allowed to pull the same thing that Andy's pulling because why? Like, I started to, like, compose a tweet to Andy as if it would have done something that was sort of like, I'm disappointed. Like, I wasn't mad at Bethany because in the reunion the way I thought I might have been because I didn't think that Luann did a good job defending herself because I think that Luann, and we can get to this in a minute, but, like, I just didn't think Luann did a good job defending herself. I still felt like Andy didn't hold Bethany accountable for the way that she, like, he sort of has, like, been, like, fans, so-and-so fans said this, but, like, when Lisa Rinna went off the wire, even when Lisa Vanderpump refused to apologize, he, like, he said wanted, something. He, yeah, he, he at least said, like, it seems like, Lisa Rinna, you say whatever you want and then apologize. And she was like, and which is like, she, because Lisa Rinna does whatever she wants to do for television and then apologizes a minute later. But he didn't say, like, Bethany, it seems like you're willing to pull every, like, I mean, Luann said it, you pull everyone's dirty laundry out and, and, and why, now why are you feeling like you're... I think he's too close to her. I think that that's a problem for a show that's supposed to... I think it is, too. I think that, like, if she... If her grand plan was to get a spinoff of this, like, fine, whatever. And then they can still continue to be good friends. But not with this, because it's so... I mean, she really needs to be called on her shit. And that's why it's so annoying to me. It continues to be super annoying that Watch What Happens Live is not airing right now. And that Bethany, for the last several weeks, has not really written a blog. I mean, she has... I didn't look, to be honest, last night because I was at the theater. I didn't look at their um, Twitter accounts to see if she was responding to people. I 100% forgot. But um, it just... I feel like someone needs to hold her up to this. And if some of her fans are... I mean, like, I feel like you ruined me a little bit because you opened the door to me like, she might be a nightmare. And then I feel like I have, like, this little, like voice in the back of my head when I'm watching stuff I'm like yeah you know what the way that she's behaving has not been great and I remember at the beginning of the season thinking like old school Bethany was back and I just don't think that what we've ended the season with I think she's really fucked with this season in a lot of ways where it could have been one of the best seasons in history and I still think there are moments I mean the Berkshires the Berkshires were the show is good like the show is great yeah it is very frustrating to watch like Bethany in that moment is insufferable and I felt like that was another moment where like that was a moment on the reunion where I was like own that you'd slut shamed well then but she goes at one point she's like I'm guilty then I, then I guess I'm guilty blah 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 and then she continues doing it and it's like you've made your whole empire about empowering women to whatever to like make healthy choices be ballers in business whatever you cannot do that and then call this woman out for being a whore which is none of your fucking business like talk about i guess her business in some way if you're upset about her book but don't tie it back to her having sex and being in control of making decisions for her body that like makes me so grossed out i do agree with you 100 percent that lou just like sort of fucks up reunions like she doesn't she makes some good points, and I agree with her in some way, but she gets sort of beaten down. Like, she's not as forceful. Bethany is very good at arguing. Yeah, she is. Also, Carol is smart. Not a good arguer and not interesting, but, like, Carol is smart. So to have Carol there to say, like, Carol has good quips to go along with Bethany. Like, no one is sitting there defending 
Lu- Luann, you know? Like, oh, yeah, they were all 100% super silent. So there's, like, it's, like, at least, I, I think it's annoying, and I think I like that, I don't know who it is, Sonia or Dorinda. Someone calls Carol out next week and says, like, you have no interest in any friendships here except with Bethany. Oh, Dorinda, I Like, think. I appreciate that because it's true, yeah. but also there is nobody defending Luann that way that, Beth, that Carol will stay with Bethany. I didn't understand why Carol was, like, if, if they, if, I was working at Bravo and watching last night's reunion and making decisions on who should stay. I thought it was, it was like she was like air. It didn't, when she started to interrupt and like very quietly say, when Carol started to interrupt and like very quietly say shit to Luann, I was like, stop talking in my head. I just could, I didn't want her on the show. I just didn't understand why she was. It's just, it's. It just, she's not, she can't like go to bat against these women. I also just, I'm not sure I understand like. I know why people like them because they are quick, but I felt like, you know, when they're slut-shaming Luann for sleeping with married men or whatever, like, Luann, like, Luann isn't married, so I, I, not that, like, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not making a moral judgment on that, it's just, like, it's strange to me that, like, we're obsessing over the fact that, like, a guy who was married cheated with Luann, like, whatever, like, it's just strange, and... When Luann says something like, who is, what's the guy, who are like, if you guys know so many people that I've slept with, and then the Carol's like, you didn't even know his name in Cancun, like, how are we supposed to know? And it was like, and like, Luann was like, well, that wasn't someone I dated, and that was fun. And like, like, like the whole, like the argument is just like, let me remember, like, they're good at remembering things, like, they're better at arguing than Luann, but like, I still am not like buying that point that like, because Luann slept with someone on vacation who was or wasn't going, getting divorced or separated or whatever, like, like, Luann owned that last year. So, like, I don't know why it's, like, a year later and we're still pulling this as a detail that's, like, assassination of her character. She owned it last year, but then she kind of fucked it last night because they were like, well, you didn't even, you slept with that married guy in St. Bart's or wherever the hell they were. And she goes, well, no, he he wasn't married. He was separated. He spent the night crying on my shoulder. And it's like, bitch, like, we know that's a total lie. We have the receipts of last year, the coining of the phrase, you know, be cool, don't be all uncool, when um, Kristen Tateman says to her, that guy last night that you fooled around with is married, and she's like, oh, I don't know. And it was so funny and, like, so sassy and so real, and that's when I was like, yeah, Lou, Lou's having, like, a rebirth right now. It's so great. So then to try to, like, rewrite history on the reunion and be like, oh, he was really sad and emotional, it's like, no, just own the fact that you, like, hooked up with a guy, and frankly, it's not her fault Right, that's what I was trying to, that's what I was trying to make, that's the point I was trying to make earlier. She didn't do anything wrong by, like, fucking a guy on vacation, like, isn't that the goal? (laughs) Like, we're not saying that she wasn't safe, I mean, if we want to talk about sex, it's like, if she's not, like, using protection or whatever, if you want to have that conversation, which is frankly none of your business but the business of Luann and whoever her partners are then that's one thing but to just be like you're a bad girl because you were using your body for pleasure I just was not into it and then I just felt like she brought down the ship by trying to do to Bethany what Bethany was doing to her which is like just trying to fuck with her and I do think that people were probably gossiping about maybe Bethany because I remember reading it on like you know my beloved Daily Mail that people were saying that Bethany maybe because they just they're searching for gossip, so they're like, well, he's not legally divorced yet, so maybe they started seeing each other before. I genuinely don't care. I like couldn't care less. But I thought that was an example of Luann just saying, well, like here's some dumb gossip that has a little bit to do with sex. 
so let me just try to subvert it and use it against you, which was incorrect, but I do think that that, what, that completely annoyed the shit out of Bethany, but Bethany doesn't understand that slut shaming is actually a bad thing. It's not, it's not, um, truth shaming. Or right. She thinks, she's trying she to, thinks it's about like, no, being, it's she, not. she thinks that like, if you can't, if you're not real, like she, her whole, the thing that's like so frustrating about her. And like, I think this came up with the cocaine or the drug use thing, which is like, I can't help but be real. And it's like, but you're not being real. You're like, not being You're real. just saying in like kind of like controversial inflammatory things about your co-stars which may or may not be true sometimes they're i know they're true sometimes i don't know if they're true but like you're not being real because you're not offering anything that's authentic you're just like it's like me just you're airing other people's dirty laundry but then not showing anything and i I felt like i had so much issue with her calling her boyfriend's daughter not because like i don't care honestly i don't care about the devil like if she was with him or whatever about his relationship that's not interest that's not interesting or like surprising to me or whether it's true or not true, but, like, the daughter on the phone, and it was hard because there was, like, so much happening in, on the show at the time, yeah. but the daughter at one point says, like, you know, like, you, we know that you started out just being a friend, and he had back surgery, and he wasn't, unless he was sneaking someone in, and you were just a friend, it was nothing more, and, like, we all know that, and I was like, that sounds like a written line to me, like, that, like, we, you were just a, fr- like, that sounded like, probably it was doing too much, opposed to just being like, no, we, you, my parents weren't together. And also, why does a child need to talk about her father's sex life? Right. I was so grossed out by that, and I didn't understand, and she made this big deal of being like, haha, it's real, and I'm thinking, like, first off, we don't really know who this guy is, because we've never seen him on camera, so I don't care enough about Luann being wrong, because I've never met him, I haven't been given the opportunity to feel strongly, probably in a negative way about this guy because she's not giving me the chance. So then it's like we're supposed to side with Bethany because she was right in that she wasn't technically participating in an affair, but she's doing it by asking a child of a man that she's sleeping with to participate in this, which I thought was weird. I'm like, if you call the ex-wife at one point to say, like, I wasn't sleeping with him at this moment, you know, and then they start dating or whatever, why isn't she calling the ex or the guy? I don't know. It just was so dumb to me. It's like... You can't use this guy sparingly only to prove that Luann is not is wrong in this one moment and not give us access to him otherwise. Like, Luann has put Tom out in front of us. I think he's a miserable, disgusting, like, physically unattractive, maybe financially not as secure as he should be. I mean, I'm making a lot of assumptions, which is the point of watching reality TV. Like, we get to place judgment. Is that terrible? No, I mean, that's what it is. We get to place a little bit of judgment on people, and she's only giving us small windows, and it's like, well, I don't really care enough about this all you've given me is your bleeding vagina this season and your access to trademarks and your branded like hummus and chips and that's not enough for me like I fell in love with Bethany that like gave us a wide open door on her life her spinoff was dark in many places like not fun to watch when you like get when you are like getting into the crypt of Bethany's soul and like all the shit she had to go into in her miserable childhood like that wasn't fun to watch and I get that she regrets it but what she's giving me now is nowhere near enough and then I find myself kind of alienated as a Bethany follower with my zero fox sweatshirt oh. <laughs> in the drawer next door because I'm like what else is there like what are you what am I left with and then I'm like siding with Luann who isn't really doing a good enough job of siding with herself yeah if I can if I can interject I felt like Luann was really playing a, like an argument like arguing about like semantics about like technically married versus not like married single like she was just like obsessing over the idea that Bethany was still 
married and or her boyfriend was still technically married. And it was like, she wanted to argue like a same type of thing, which is like that you fuck married men too. Yeah. And that like, that wasn't the argument. And also like once Bethany like, you know, like debunked it or whatever, she needed, she didn't have anything to back it up, which was like, so she just kept circling back to like, he was married, he was married, he was married. Right. And like, clearly it still needled Bethany, but like she didn't have, she couldn't just be like, you didn't, sh- like, I would have said, like, you didn't show anything. And, like, so why are you on this show? Like, to me, that's what the argument is. Like, is, like, yes, you did a great job of blowing up mine and Dorinda's relationship, talking about Jewel's illness, talk- telling Sonia that she had a drinking problem and isn't good at business. What did you show me? Like, that's what I want to know is, like, you're so great at living life except that you've been in a t- tied up in a divorce for four years in, a, in the double the time of the marriage. Like, so, like, do you feel good that you have been right all of these times? Like, what do you have to show for you for being right? A lot of money. Like, the best thing Bethany offered to me this season was a pinata full of expensive drawer. Like, that's the, the cool... grossest But it was the coolest thing that she did because it, like, at least it reminded you that she's on the show because she's quote-unquote rich and fabulous because otherwise she's boring now. She Or she's, like, she just fights with people without showing, like, any of it. I don't know. As she comes back, she needs to bring her relationship on. Because otherwise, it's like a joke. Like, no other housewife has done that, except Sicky Flicker, actually, who has not shown her husband yet. And he's, like, not even in her opening credits. But she did talk about him. Sicky did talk yeah, about Yeah, I just, him. I wonder what the deal is there, like, why he isn't in the opening credits or been, like, I, I assume he's a real businessman and is like, no. Maybe it's, like, the deal that Dina Manzo had, where her husband, who she's since were they were they, from, they were married when she started, right? Yeah, and he just refused to be on it at all costs. Which I, which I can respect. I mean, they did end up still getting divorced, but like I, it's his choice, but that's not what we're getting right now. We're getting Bethany refusing to show whomever she's stripping Because she feels jaded by what reality TV did to her last relationship, which is kind of like, honey, don't be on it then. Right? Did you see the teaser? I'm sure you did. Where she, the super teaser, I don't know if it was the super teaser, because I know there was like a four minute cut of all of the reunion apps, and then there was like that minute long cut. And it ends with a shot of Bethany, like, ashen-faced, crying, super emotional. And I was talking to a friend this morning. And what was friend? Like, Give him a shout-out. Jackie! <laughs> Jackie Musco, married last name, which I don't know how to pronounce. Filipowski! Not, not too loud into the mic, please. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> I bet she laughs and it's game over. Um, so I was talking to Jackie, uh, What's Up Texas, in... Uh, conversation this morning about what do we think why do we think that Bethany was crying and so I said I was thinking maybe it was Luann that like maybe there's something that Luann says to her but then Jackie was like no I think it's it might be something that Jules says so I started to think like what is gonna break Bethany I'm super curious about it oh but I would I would you know how I think it's gonna be Jules you know what a death drop is when a dry queen death drops no, what is that? Are it's, you gonna do it? Oh my god! Oh my god! It's just like it's a move, guys. So <gasps> you, it's like I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna do Should it. Should I Snapchat? <laughs> it? I'm not gonna do it. But it's like it's like when you like it's basically like when you kick. Oh, when it's you like fall when you kick up and fall back like this. Were you a dancer? You just moved very gracefully. Oh, thank you. No, I was oh my god, never. That like I was a, very I, exciting. I was an actor who moves in another life. Oh my god! But uh, <laughs> if if Jules is the person to take Bethany down, I will death drop. I mean, maybe she has, maybe she's got the receipts that prove that Bethany has an eating well, disorder. I'd be into I that. I think that Jules brings up something either having to do with the fact that Bethany is trying to fuck with her by saying that her marriage is over and that's how she joined the show, maybe. Or what I really think is that Jules brings up Bethany's mother, yes. not in a shitty way, but she's like, you cannot compare me to your mother. Like, that actually, like, 
hurts me or the fact that you like don't want to be seen with me because of your mom's issues it's not actually about you it's about like my eating issues not your mother's and probably your eating issues which I think is something that she has to bring up I mean how could she not what else does she have to talk if about I, not in a dickish way but like she has a divorce and the anorexia I don't know if all of these women have their own producers or if they like if somebody like shares like at two girl women or whatever yeah but if I was Jules producer I would be prepping her to like to talk about this stuff to be like you know, you have to, like, these are the questions that, like, I think you should ask. Like, you just, just to, like, get her thinking about, like, what like what do you want to talk about? Like, what's, what's your state of mind? Because, yeah, she has, I think that she has actually, of all of the women, um, yeah, of all of the women that Bethany has, like, come for, like, basically all of the women on the one side of the sofa. Yeah. I think that Jules has the most solid argument, which is, like, for Bethany to say, like, I don't, wouldn't argue that Jules didn't come on the show to get like to find a safety net for her relationship. Yeah. I mean, Jill meant Jill Zarin mentioned that in the interview we did with her on episode seventeen. Oh, you knew the number or eighteen? I don't know. Oh my god. Um, or you know, but she, you know, uh, Jill had mentioned when she met Jules that she had said like, "I hope that your relationship is secure before you." Yeah. Yeah. Said yeah. And um, and that they both kind of like made a face like, right. her, and um, she was like, "Oh, oh," and she told Bobby like, "I don't know if they're ready." Yeah. So I'm not wouldn't be surprised if if things weren't great or if like maybe they. You know, like, they weren't great, but, like, she didn't say they were going to get a divorce, and then the television, like, just, like, everything made, heightened it, and then it fell apart because it was broken already. But, you know, again, Bethany's going to say this, but this is a person who took four years to get divorced from someone who she was married to for two years. So, like, I, there's a certain point where it's, like, how important is it to be right? You're fucked up. Like, your relationship was, like, I don't know. So, like, I, like if I'm the person arguing with Bethany, I don't know. She's... I just don't know how she, how like what it means to be right in every like she just wants to be right but like what does that do? Well, I think Bethany was correct in saying this is someone who's still going through disordered eating. Oh, I think yes. she was a hundred percent correct yes. to say that. She was incorrect to say I can't be around you as a result because it brings up my own shit. I think, right? I mean, I, I don't know if that it's Wait, like, that's like a real question. I don't. I I'm think... saying out loud. I'm like, wait, is that wrong? Like, if maybe that is a trigger for her. I've been really upset about it, but, like, now I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, I don't really know. I think it's her prerogative how, it's, like, her choice how close she gets to Jules, but I think that, like, that's your, like, it's life. Like, you can meet people who have issues that bring the trigger things, and you can yeah. decide to, how to, to keep them at a distance, but I don't know that you're, that, Bethany has a habit of making everything about her, just like she told Luann that she caught her fiancé cheating, and then everyone flocked around her. And then she says, like, my prop. the problem with me is I can't say something uh, half-assed. Or, like, the problem with me is if I'm presented with information, like, I can't keep it to myself. Or, like, the problem with me is, like, I can't help but be honest and real. And it's, like, you don't need to be real with Jules about what that does for you because it's not about you. She's having an honest moment with the people at the table who – and I don't think it was important. Like, if Bethany wants to operate in a way – I think that it would have been different if she said it in her confessional, actually, opposed to saying it to Jules' face. Because to say that to somebody is like, your well, illness, you know struggling. Your yeah, illness really makes me feel this way. And it's like, my illness makes you feel what way? Like, I understand if she says to, on camera, in her confessional, or if she says to a producer, like, I don't want to do this with Jules because it makes me feel this way. But it feels... Mean. Or she's allowed to say it, but she needs to own that it is selfish and mean. Which is absolutely fine. Like... That's a flawed part of her that I'm okay with. I'm just not okay with every time she, someone calls her out on something, she owns it, but she owns it in a way to say, like, I can't help it that I'm so honest. And it's like, 
well, honest is inherently has has value as being a good quality, and and I don't think that you're a good person necessarily, and like that's okay because lots of the women on television aren't good people. Like Luann is not a good person, and I will go to bat for her many times this season. But based on what I've seen on television, she's not a good person. But like, <laughs> like I don't really know her. But like, you know, Bethany, like the whole every time, like I don't give any fucks. Like I'm like I like. Like, I was right. It's, like, all of these arguments that are about, like, being right and being smart and being honest and being real are all kind of, like, equal good. And I think that she needs to own that some of them are ugly and selfish and mean, and I don't think she does. I don't think she gets that they are. Well, I think that that was... I think she wraps everything in the honesty, like, pillow, and it's just too... It's too much. She says things that are just mean. I just can't get into it. I just can't. Also, she physically looks like a skeleton, and it's freaking the shit out of also, me. Her, I mean, her face and Carol's face have both pillowed out from whatever the fuck they're injecting into their cheeks, and she looks... I think that maybe Bethany got, like, an eye lift or something in between. Was it eyes? It's something like, is different in her she eyes. She looks like a layer of skin was removed, and I, it was replaced with something, maybe air? I don't know. I want it back on the best, the best-looking... I mean, I don't mean that as a dickish way, but Sonia looked yeah. phenomenal. I thought Ramona looked incredible. Also, not her dress, also, but her face. Also, um, Jules um, put weight on. You can tell it, and, and her face was a little, was a little bit fuller. And I was like, I thought she, and her hair is pretty now that she cut a little bit. Did she put on her face looks fuller? But then I get like nervous that the rest of her body is teeny tiny. She definitely gained a little bit of weight. You can tell in her face, but I don't know. Like I didn't look at the, I couldn't see the rest of her body. Also, speaking of bodies, what was Carol wearing? She says she was wearing McQueen. I say she should have, like, merchandised it better from a retail. <laughs> like, it was like there was too much jewelry and everything else. And Carol is, like, super cool. And we know she's downtown. And it's just, like, I just didn't. I just was over it. I'm sure I could have killed it in her dress. <laughs> no, I <don't. laughs> I have an Anna Sui that actually looks very similar to it. Um, but I just was, I just can't even invest time in like critiquing her attire when I'm annoyed by her. So let's, there was a lot to unpack in this and I felt like, you know, it, it took a lot of, Be- it took a Bethany Luann spin early, I thought. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm trying to figure out like what else is still left to unpack? Like we're not done with Bethany and Luann because we haven't even gotten to the, the pictures yet of Tom allegedly or whatever. Oh my God. I genuinely mm-hmm. just forgot. Like we didn't get to that because it's obviously that's like, that's probably going to be that's like the, two maybe? Round two? I guess. Because usually three. usually three is like the... The, the, like the dumb stuff. The yeah. like secrets revealed precursor. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out like what is still left to unpack besides the Tom thing. Because uh, I felt like that Tom and the photo and the cheating were all like layer on top of everything else. Which yeah, is like, yeah. you're a horrible person and you ruined everyone's life. Basically, Bethany is like the one side of the sofa's argument. And the other side is like, we're just being real and you're delusional. <clears throat> but we didn't talk at all about Tipsy Girl. Like we didn't talk about Bethany and Sonia's confrontation, no, which was her, like, a huge, yeah. which was a huge plot point. So at one we point. have Sonia's drinking and how that affected the Berkshires. We have Tipsy Girl. We have Jules Lou and Tom. We have Jules, Jules eating, eating disorder, disorder and also her Jules marriage. Jules divorce. Nothing so about Carol. Five hot topics. Carolyn, Carol's giving us nothing. Adam, maybe he'll make like that, another radish wrap. I, I want. I mean, they, maybe they're going to talk to Carol and Adam about like why they decided not to finish their the book cookbook? because i can't imagine that couldn't they couldn't get a book deal so did they didn't say she was on watch what happens live did she say why they just carol i don't remember if it was from watch what happens live or tweeting or blogs but she did say to somebody that they weren't going to do it because it was like too much that they <laughs> that it was like a lot of like that it was like a lot of 
work, Lover. I think. Oh. That they were, yeah, that it was like lovers' quarrels or whatever. And it also felt like it wasn't really something that needed to get well, done. Well, to me, it's, I don't know. to me, and I, like, I don't know about their relationship because we haven't really seen, like, the nuances of we it. We only see them cooking. Yeah, but I, eating it, it feels like that, to me, how will that book sell? Because, like, it's not like Teresa or Caroline writing a cookbook where it's like they're sort of like it's like it's sort of like woven into who they are as personalities as like these italian mothers like carol isn't a cook and she admits that she likes to eat like garbage food so like for her to write a basically i'm a writer my young boyfriend is a chef so we're gonna write a cookbook together sort of like i'm gonna use my platform to help my boyfriend write a book and then i think a lot of the aggression was like him then being like no, I, I feel like she wanted to maybe add sassy quip stuff and like figure out the whole dreamscape of it all. And he was like, No, I just want to like write about like vegan scallops or something. It didn't, I it don't didn't know. make sense. I wouldn't be against because I, I wouldn't be against like just reading his like how he makes that stuff because I've seen his Instagram and <laughs> um, sorry, I think my beard hair is starting to fall out. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, I wouldn't be against reading a cookbook of some kind that he did because his Instagram is really cool. I mean, like, he makes, like... Do you follow Adam? No, I don't follow it. But I, like, look at it, (laughs) but I'm not desperate enough to, like, actually make that follow button happen. Um, I wouldn't be against it in the sense that, like, he does have something to offer. I mean, it looks like he's a very talented chef. I don't know how they were going to end up making it work together, and maybe that's why there was so much frustration about it. I also think they're, like, sort of stretching the shit out at a certain point. I mean, are these really, like, partners? Are we talking about, like, life partners, the two of them together? I mean, genuinely, is that where this this is going, where they're going to... I mean, Bethany does sort of bring that up in the finale, albeit in a very shitty way, making fun of everyone's relationships, um, but her own... Like, who would have thought that this relationship would have been one Right, and it is, like, a little bit of a surprise that, like, actually, yeah, who would have thought that this, like, little summer fling or whatever that happened because he was, like, working for Lou or whatever at her summer house would have resulted in this years-long thing? I mean, maybe they are together forever? I don't know. I just don't really care. I don't know. I I would 100% eat his food. I would be 100% into him making me some, like delicious healthy vegan bullshit thing that took him nine hours and i'll eat in two seconds but uh, i don't know i don't know what else there is it's like she has no like b plot it's just like she's with adam she odd quietly supports bethany she's there i don't know i liked her more when it was like carol v um aviva I i thought there was more there because i guess someone was really like coming at her but and she was in the right then she was of course in the right then I've heard no, the Car- that- I've heard the Carol is a go- had a ghostwriter and it like and used as a ghostwriter. So like mm-hmm. I, I mean I have I've heard that. So like I mean I'm not I think Aviva is n- like I mean come on the show and do an interview with us. But like you know I think that Aviva is particular. But I you know I I don't ever think that one person is completely right or completely wrong on any of these shows because I think that it's just it's just like there has to be a grain of truth there. Yeah, I think to some of it. So, otherwise, like, Aviva wouldn't have been able to, like, make the argument and, like, it wouldn't have made, like, you know what I mean? Or it would have been squashed right right away. I don't know. I think. I don't think that, like, that's, like, I was into Bethany's, like, calling Luann Lyanne, but. I wasn't. But again, like, but, like, I don't know anything. There's nothing to know about Bethany's relationship to call out, you know? Like, they're grasping at straws. But, like, you know, there are, there have to, there's two sides to every story. And that is what's annoying about. What the what we didn't get to see about Luann and Tom because like 
I went into the finale was annoying. Not annoying. It was annoying because it felt maybe started, started to make me feel like maybe Bethany was right in some ways because she was given this information and like whether like maybe I didn't like like her approach, but she told Luann, and I was like ugh. And then I was mad the way it, like everyone sort of fawned over Bethany telling Luann opposed to like. Oh my but, god, that made me want to vom in my mouth. But then we had that moment where Dorinda says that. Tom and Luann called her and whatever and it's like that of course makes Tom look despicable and by proxy makes Luann not look great because she like is there for it and it makes me like be like well I guess there's a lot of guilt and shame around this or whatever they're just obviously they're trying to rewrite it for the show and I think because Luann wasn't a contracted for the whole season she was able probably to argue into not having to show those conversations on camera yeah so that I was annoyed because I want to see that stuff so that I can see the other side of the story. You know, like that's that's why you want to see things that are filmed because it's frustrating when art. It's like you need to see what happened on totally. camera, and otherwise you 100%. are just trusting one person. And I don't tend to well, trust Bethany because she's the worst. Um, and Luann lies. And Luann lies. Just, she, and she lies badly. She doesn't but, lie well. But then I got back on Luann's side in that very final, was it the holiday party, when Luann, when Bethany's sort of like, okay, well, I will never tell you about your relationship again. Oh, yeah. And Luann was like, Great. okay, don't. And it was like, <laughs> listen, I don't have to agree with the way Luann like, lives her like, life or relationship, but like, it was weird to me that Bethany was angry that a woman who was just cheated on on television wasn't handling it the way, like, she sort of predicted. And then I was like, Bethany, you're shitty because you act like you don't want to tell her, but now you're mad that it's, like, not being, like, a bomb. It's like, the wedding is off and blah, and you're a great friend for telling me. So then I was mad. But then the reunion started, and then Luann can't defend herself, which is to say, like, just defend that it's real and it happened and that you love him and that you're open or you're not open, but he did the shitty thing, but you you want the companionship. Like, just accept the reality of what your relationship is because that's the only way to combat Bethany because she's better at fighting and she's better at words than you are. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And I, Bethany, I mean, Bethany's cutting, but Luann just genuinely rewrites the story a thousand different ways, which is why she's so untrustworthy when you try to defend her. I mean, I just think, like... I was um, getting Manny Petty the other day and reading The Regs, which I love, and um, there was an article in People that Lou was in about, like, yeah, he fucked up, oh, but, yeah. like, I still love him. And it was it was kind of annoying to read because it's like, you know, we made a mistake and we had a fight or something, and then I'm thinking about the episode when B's telling her, and it's a real moment, Lou genuinely didn't know, and she's like, well, we were at the Regency together, and she was trying to make stuff up, and then... When they got home from Florida and she's like, we talked, we were in therapy. And then she realized that someone might ask her who her doctor was. So she's like, well, we're not like in therapy. We just talk to each other. I mean, it's dumb things that she does because I think a part of her does know this is fucked. Now, the issue then becomes she knows that this isn't probably a dream relationship, but she is making the choice to go forward with mm -hmm. it. Bethany's really upset because in Bethany's life, allegedly she wouldn't do that except that in an old episode of Bethany's failed talk show she talks about how she had a gut instinct not to marry Jason which by the way I do not believe that she had that moment I genuinely don't I think she was trying to save face and be like I knew it was a fuck relationship but I still went and did it but if we believe what Bethany is saying she had a crazy moment when she felt like I'm not gonna I don't want to marry this man and she went through and married him so she can't really be upset at Luann who may have that moment and is still and wants to save face 
or um, doesn't have that at all, which I don't actually believe and is going through with it. Either way, it's Luann's choice whether or not to get married slash married quickly divorced or not. I mean, I think that Lou is just making a decision because she wants it so badly, and that's what's upsetting to me because I see that this is an unhealthy relationship. If you're getting engaged after a hot second, the day before your engagement party, he's cheating on you, and that was, um, and you got engaged like a month into dating or something, and none of it really makes sense but at the end of the day if Luann who's an adult person who's already had one long-term marriage I mean uh, a successful marriage and that they had two great kids and whatever and there's still a lot of love there it's if she wants to make the choice to get married to this guy who doesn't seem to be good enough for her then fine it's her marriage it's nobody else's and I guess we'll see it on TV I mean that's really all there is to say about it totally, right at the yeah. end of the day um I just, I, it was a lot, I just thought last night was a lot. I was really still, I was really into it. I just feel like it's one of those things that where it's like, it kind of washes over you and I'm genuinely curious to see what happens next week. I do genuinely feel like a woman without an island because I've been so pro-Bethany for so long and I just, I think I'm, I think like the ship is coming in, like where's Wilson, who's going to be my volleyball, I think it's probably going to be Sonia. I mean, like who's, but isn't that interesting because you, not like, and not you sing, well, like, I mean, yes, yeah, you, yeah, but yes, <laughs> like, yes, you, but also like you and like lots of people were sort of like done with Sonia and like, she's not a child, mm -hmm. like she's delusional, she's stop drinking, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see. I'm really into sober Sonia, even though she is still a hundred percent delusional. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really into her. I want to, I don't, I think she learned a lesson. She's learned lessons and she won't repeat them. Like, I think she'll use like her business on the DL. Like she's wearing Sonia collection last night. Um, but I don't think she'll make those things like, of, oh, everybody's like a CEO and they're salaried except they're consultants. And we have this like showroom, even though it's a rental from WeWork. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, you know, the show and this is like why they always, they constantly need to bring new people into it. It's just because people become too hyper aware of image and what they're saying. And so you either are one on one side of that, you become like Luann and Sonia where you are maybe being hyperbolic or lying or just, you know, stretching the truth. Like you're creating illusions like that companies are bigger or more successful or that you have more assets than you have or whatever, or your relationship is better than it is or whatever. Or you become the other side of that, which is like Bethany, which is like super guarded, but, and, but like really intentionally like put certain things out there to look fabulous and like you're open and honest, but then like not really show the same things that you're like. So it's like, there's these two these two sides of things where it's like you need to bring people in like Jules who I don't know that she's like the most I, I know for sure that she's not the most dynamic person they ever cast because I think that Dorinda last season was that and I think still Dorinda was good this season um, but it's like you need people like Jules or whoever every season who come in and don't know how the process works so yeah. they are thrown off and so that, like their marriage falling apart or their eating disorder are really like you're really watching someone deal and address things and it's not like you know, me going, like, let, let me let you guys see me get a red wig put in and go <laughs> to, to go to Dylan's candy bar. Oy it's vey. like, well, that's not, I mean, that's cool and you're fabulous, but, like, let me see something that's, like, dark and real. I'm done with the skinny girl everything. 
I'm done. I one week I almost like I told you. Did I tell you I went to Dylan's candy bar? To, oh my like, gosh, get us no. Candy bar. I went to Dylan's. Oh my candy gosh, bar. you are such a devoted person on this I DL. You would never have so told me that. Did I not tell you? You never told me. I went to Dylan's candy bar to get Skinny Girl. Okay, I'm looking at like the different chocolate flavors. Meanwhile, I was thinking like, oh, surprise, you want to like taste test them on the show, but it's chocolate, so even bad chocolate's like still great. So that's not really fair. So I was like deciding between the different chocolates. Looked at the price tag. It was either twelve or fourteen dollars. For like a CVS small little bag, and I just I'm too Jewish. Like I couldn't, I couldn't. Like, Wait, it was twelve dollars for a little bag of what? Of Skinny Girl chocolates, like a Russell Stover, but like a smaller than even the fucking Russell Stover shit. Just a small, and gummies were like over ten bucks or whatever. It was crazy, and I looked at the person at Dylan's, and I was like, Are you? Kidding. What did they say? They didn't really have a response. I mean, it's Dylan's candy bar. Like, everything is $1,000. Like, a lollipop is like $800. But it just, I was like, no, this is not, I don't think that's for real people. It's certainly not for chocolate eaters. I mean, it was like, it felt like a, like a special occasion thing. But I'm not spending, like, I'm not, no. It was, it should have been four and sold in maybe less designery shops i would think if you're going after people because the whole thing with skinny girl is that it's like light or whatever but also cheap all mm -hmm. things considered like 11.99 if you're not going to a crazy place for a bottle of alcohol i mean like that's like a gene absolutely I think that's a really that's the same price as her chocolate right i would rather get drunk than chubs yeah. i mean it was not it was not well you're not going to get chubs because it's healthy and i'm going to spin class out of this Oh my god, my back's gonna be fine. Um, so we really did talk a lot about New York, which is you know, which is fine. I think that's our that's our yeah, arc of our like show. A, yeah, hundred percent. But let's discuss briefly um, any thoughts you might have about. I don't really have a lot of thoughts about New Jersey. I did like seeing the women get along. I I liked it in theory that like it was a positive episode. I liked seeing Jacqueline and Teresa. Like there was a little bit of the old version of them, mm -hmm. and I believed it. Like it didn't feel fake and for TV. But I also just. Like, they're, they're missing something in Jersey that I think, I think it might go off after this. Because I think they are missing, they don't feel like a group of friends. That is 100% what I said to my friend, Jackie Busco, married last name, when I said that I think the franchise is going to end after this. And I made a note they're to They're going to go on Miami where they're going to go on like an indefinite hiatus. Yeah. And, and like then Teresa will still be it. relevant, but like they will not, like Leah Black, Teresa will still be like on Watch What Happens and right. stuff. But I think that they're going, they're going to just be like, hey, we're going to put this on hold and we'll see if we're going to come back. And maybe Teresa will get a spinoff with her, like her and her daughters. I think that they need to, oh, that spinoff is a good um, idea. Or they just need to literally recast it. Nobody comes back from this except for maybe Siggy. I, I, I die for Siggy. I, I love Siggy. I just I don't think super, it's. I don't think she makes sense on the show and she's being. Um, used terribly because it's just a bad it's too it's like even though it's not dark and it's supposed to be light it's just old it's not good it just it's like they're rehashing the old the same old stuff it's like right, it's Teresa's prison and and, right. and like I like I think that they did in theory a good job casting because I think one Siggy is Siggy is the element that's maybe always been missing from Jersey which is a funny silly person right. I think that Dolores is like is organically has history with the Gorgas and the you know I don't know the Gorgas and Jacqueline right. so like that is great but that doesn't make up for there's just like there isn't a there's no chemistry between the women and maybe they really are friends like the certain groups of people but like Melissa and Teresa barely like each other and like that's one of the most lasting friendships to me like they are like they their like chemistry is sort of like whatever like I believe that they are married and probably love each other and respect each other at least right now but like 
I don't even care to watch their dynamic, and they are, like, the most close, probably. Well, I'm happy that they're, like, friendly with each other, genuinely, because it got so fucking dark because of what Teresa did to Melissa. It just got, like, really in passies, and it got really crazy, so I'm happy to, like, see them happy. I'm genuinely happy to see that they're, they both seem to be, which is shocking for Teresa, they both seem to be working on having a pleasant relationship for their betterment, for their families, or whatever. It doesn't mean it makes good TV. It's totally. It's fine. I wrote a little note to myself while I was watching it. That said, um, this is Dallas boring, only instead of Leanne shitting her pants, we have chocolate on the back of trees, Juicy Couture. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. It was just, it was fine, it was pleasant, it's like, it was, you know, I, I don't dislike Stephanie from Dallas and all those other people. I, I like some of them a lot, but it doesn't mean that this is good TV. I just think, I think that they either need to totally rework it. I used to be, totally I used to be really it, into or, Jersey because I felt like, I mean, I'm. I think that I'm in a, a broken record on this, but maybe not on the podcast. But like in my real life, is that like Caroline Manzo was one? She was smart. Two, she so held good. Teresa accountable yes. in a way that none of the other women can because she was older and because she, you know what, she did have a successful business and successfully raised her children. So the argument, like, there's no, the, there was. It was hard to pull her skeletons out of her closet because she owned, like, she knew, she knew, she owned all of her family drama. Like she and. Dina, like, whether she spoke about it candidly or, like, in detail, like, she owned that, like, there was family drama. That there was a, a fraction. A faction, rather. But she... Fractured. Fractured in their family. <laughs> but, she, but, like, there was... There's nobody like that. Now, because every time they bring someone new in now, they will always be below Teresa. Like, there's no one... It's like... You know, it's like... It's like bringing in... I don't know. It's like Teresa is in power, and so there's no... Jacqueline is never going to defeat her. Well, Teresa is the LVP of NJ, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, then there's, uh, except that but LVP the thing- isn't entirely, totally uber connected to everyone, and I don't think the plot is driven. I know this is a poor use of words, but I don't think the plot is driven by like LVP's existence on Beverly Hills, where I think it actually is. We're forced to have everything circle around Teresa, and it's just not a great example of something. I just don't. I wasn't. I watched it and I was like, oh, and I felt like oh, I wish Siggy could like come to New York or something. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I was just kind of done with it and kind of sad about it. I just, I wonder that they must not be able to find women of a certain caliber, like financially or like whatever, who are willing to go on the show. Because like if Dorinda was on that show... Because I know that there's like been so many references to how like Dorinda like reads as a Jersey housewife, but like if Dorinda was on the show, she would call Teresa the fuck out. If Dorinda was on that show, even though I would need to be have her be on both shows, which is actually like physically impossible, Dorinda was on that show, shit would be popping. They just need to have someone Teresa who's smart enough to come back. Like, and Teresa is not bright, so like that shouldn't be difficult. But Jacqueline <laughs> and Melissa, like they aren't, they don't have the that they don't have the fire in them to like be able to go toe to toe with Teresa. It's like, and they also let her affect them too much. The great thing about Caroline was she was like, I really don't, like, she didn't care she about had, Teresa. Well, Caroline had her, a, a happy, stable life outside of the show. So with Caroline leaving, even though she got a spinoff, it's like, she can still go on living her life. Her offspring won't be offended by not having a TV camera in their face every day. She doesn't, she genuinely didn't need the show. Teresa now 
absolutely needs the show financially and probably from an ego perspective, right? Like she needs it a little bit to like heal and full circle after the clink and cancer. Well, that's all she ever knew. Like not all she ever knew. It's, it's all she's known for however long it's been on seven years, eight yeah. years. So like I think that it was probably very comforting to come back and be on camera because she was used to that. And it like it is also a level of glamour to it. So coming out of camp right. and being glam being no, up, that's true. Um, is probably comfort because it's familiar as well as it's like you're being you know, it's like, oh my god, I just went from like not having my hair treated to like, you know, I'm back to getting all of this. So um I think that Jersey needs to go on a break. Um and I thought that the OC I think it's a little quiet now, but I think it's going to re- get back up what? What are you making a face for? I just um uh, I agree with you. No, no, continue, continue. But I was just gonna say I think that the OC is like gonna get popping, and like I'm into Shannon and David's very sexual honeymoon. I'm into Shannon <laughs> taking video camera into the pool, <laughs> David completely naked, and this super real look on his face when he's like, "Are can you see my dick right now? <laughs> What's happening?" I'm super into Shannon pretending to give him a shot of her boobs and she's like running into the beach. I, Shannon Bedore. You love them so oh much. God, I like how I'm much like you love so them. I'm so aglow. I love them so much. I just, I love both of them. I love like they're like a slightly older, like they, they've been through their stuff. They're like renewed. They are renewed. Like they're both of their love tanks are full. Like they are just like in it to win it. They're kind of like, aside from the cheating, which I know is a huge part of it, they're sort of like a dream couple now in that they've gone through their shit and they're better as a result. Not before. Before they were a fucking mess. Explain this to me about the OC. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Did you have another thought? No, no, we'll get to it. 100%. So what, explain to me why Vicky, who's the OG of the OC, doesn't have the same sort of control over production and or the women the way that, say, Teresa or LVP, or even Bethany have. Because she's clearly been on the show the longest, and I don't know that she has the most money, but she's certainly, like, not the poorest of them. Well, I think that she she does try to have total control of the production, but she just made a fatal error last season in siding and in potentially plotting with a man to pretend that he had cancer. I mean, she did try to write that story, which lasted for a little bit of time when people Can you think of a season where she was... Grand, what's the expression? Like when you're like the big, when you're high. Kahuna? Yeah, what? like when you're high man on the totem pole. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you think that there's been a season where like Vicky was the ringleader of all of the things, just like those other people? I don't know that she was. I mean, there have been seasons where there have been plots or um, there have been plots about other people. I just always say that she's, it's because she's, it's not because she's really stirring the pot, it's just because she's very charismatic for TV because she's insane. So people focus on her because she's genuinely insane. I mean, I think that's why she's the draw. I mean, that's why she always comes back. She's sort of like Ramona in that she's just so unique that people are drawn to her. I like that. I think that's a really salient point. I think that it is interesting that I also, and I still feel this way. Like I don't feel like I find Teresa to be very frustrating. As I've said before, I, I have a lot of trouble having sympathy or empathy for her in a lot of situations. With Vicky, though, despite, like, doing a thing that is pretty terrible, I do think that she's fearless in a lot of the things that she's shown on camera because I don't think she tries to 
Mm, I prior to the way she like acts like she doesn't want to talk about Brooks anymore, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. feels like she's constantly like good pissed. at it. Yeah, like I I I, <laughs> I feel like like the reaction about her mother dying or like her relationship oh with Don or rough. those things, like even her facelift. Like I just feel like she hasn't been able to as- she hasn't tried to escape from the camera. I think she's trying to try to escape that. Maybe with the Brooks thing, she like met her match with that. But the yeah. fact that like she didn't make the turn cameras off when she you know, found out about her mother dying. And she talked about that on Watch What Happens Live, and she was like, you know, I've been doing this for eight years or nine years or however long. And if I, like, she was like, you know, like, I I don't remember her words, so I don't want to, like, mess them up, but sort of said something to the effect of, you know, to turn them off is, like, to cheat the sis, like, to cheat after I've shown all of this else. And And I do think that there's something, like, fearless about that in a way that I don't think, a lot of the like the Teresa or for sure Bethany or Nini or Lisa Vanderpump are willing to do. Yeah, I think she's like what she is willing to double down and make bad decisions and will allow us to watch them. She might not be interested in apologizing for them. Yeah. She might not understand she might be too selfish or too self centered. Yeah. But she is willing to give us a look and totally not having anything to do with that. But I just was like incredibly appreciative to see both of her adult children on camera. And by the way, she made me Looney Tunes and according to her kids was like way too into their lives and was 100% like a helicopter parent. Like she's still a little bit of a helicopter parent, grandparent or whatever. But she has great kids. She really does. Her kids have grown up to be so responsible, so mature. Michael being like awkward around his nephew was, I thought, adorable. But like they're both, both Michael and Brianna are really like good people I couldn't get enough of Brianna. I never can. The fact Same. that for her birthday, she surprised Brianna with her husband, who I don't know how. I didn't, I didn't actually understand. So, like, she flew him in early from Afghanistan or Baghdad? Like, how did that I happen? don't really understand I don't understand it. it. I don't know. But Maybe like, I was, like, can't take attention. Yeah, I was, like, she did something that was, like, 100% very expensive. And she did it because she knew it would bring her daughter, who's been sick, um, some peace and some, like, you know, sanity or whatever. Or not sanity, but, like, some love and security and having her husband there. I was 100% into it. I... In a Bob Hope mansion. Talking about this, honestly, though, like, I feel like I'm having some perspective on Vicky. I don't know, like, having great kids. And, like, I mean, I honestly think that Brianna's the best person in the, in the Housewives Brianna's my franchise. favorite housewife. And I'm surprised. Like, I wonder if they want her to be and she said no or if it just, like, she just works as an ancillary character to these other women. But, like... Having great kids and like raising great kids does speak to your character, so that means that makes me feel like yeah, there is something that good there's there. that like right. Vicky, that like and maybe it's just you know it's the idea of celebrity has created a I think and I think a little bit like that's that's the issue with everybody is that right that like the celebrity creates a little bit of a monster so like Bethany was used to be wonderful that Nini used to be wonderful and I don't know that they're not wonderful anymore it's just like the idea of celebrity creates like you feel like you things have to be x amount of way well i also think that and you've said this too and well it's sort of an interesting um connection to uh everyone's favorite um america's sweetheart telly dot but (laughs) you've said that like what's interesting about real housewives is that everyone is like a broken person at the end of the day and i think that that vicky's weakness probably from her entire life if you talk if you listen to what brianna says about her mom never being alone Vicky's weakness has always been relationships with men. That she sometimes either, she won't admit to this, 
but she puts them in front of maybe her kids' interests or opinions as adults, okay? Or she's never been alone and she makes maybe bad investments in the men that she chooses to be with. And so I think that that's kind of interesting because it's not, um, what am I trying to say? It's uh, an element of her that's broken, but there are, and, and celebrity has amplified that. So I don't think that she, that Brooke would have chosen to go after her, which is what happened had she not been on TV and not been so wealthy. And the reason that she got so wealthy was because just like Bethany, she made her business a part of her storyline from the start well before anybody else did and it was a real business and that's why she became so uber successful and that sort of bit her in the ass with her weakest link which is relationships and marriage um and that's what we are interested in seeing for her on tv and it wouldn't have necessarily been as bad had she not been on camera uh she wouldn't have had anywhere near as much money had she not been chosen to join the show um and i think that that's kind of uh, an interesting look into Vicky's soul, which is that she is a person who, whether or not the TVs were present, would still be probably making sort of shitty choices in dating and love. It's just that we have a window into it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, she's sort of maybe similar to Bethany in that sense, too, that she just makes bad choices as far as matches go, and she at least initially or for a prolonged period of time was willing to show them and maybe now she's not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't remember, no, not with the show, with the episodes that we're seeing now, uh, seeing now she hasn't started dating the retired cop yet, right? I Do think, we think that she I was, think it was a implied. I think it was it? I think it was implied because she said, someone asked her, she was bringing her boyfriend. Oh, And she okay. was like, And I'm sure it was that guy. And she was like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. And then, and that's when Tamara was like, does she have, and like she walked away and Tamara asked, um, Brianna something like does, does your mom have a boyfriend and she was like you know she has her guys but I think that oh, right, it right, seemed right. like there was a man maybe that was like becoming serious but I don't so we, but there was no no one said that it was that guy so we don't know so we know how great Brianna is do you think it was weird that Brianna seemed upset on her mom's behalf that Vicky wasn't invited to the vow renewal I wasn't I thought that was weird I wasn't, wasn't into it I felt like that was a weird TV thing that like Brianna yeah. because like to me Brianna's so smart or, it felt like out of character or, or I felt that it felt like out of character but also just like maybe it's her mom so like maybe she was like that sucks because like they were friends and maybe like the way it was placed in the episode or the way it was edited sounded a little bit more like that was fucked up but maybe it was just more like that's sad that's like that like they were friends maybe, like that's fucked yeah, up yeah maybe she doesn't like, know the whole story too again like we've seen these episodes where we saw the 70s party and how vicky was like trying to um and not enticed, trying to like incite David into like flipping out on her. Oh, right, and like how, instigating him. And and so um, Brianna might know that shit went down, but she might not know the role that Vicky played in it. Also, you know, like Brianna, first of all, if she does watch, she only sees what we see on TV, so she can only trust that as far as like she doesn't oh, like, know the whole story. 100%. But also, like, you know how me and you do this podcast every week, and like how sometimes we have good episodes and they're great, and then sometimes we don't and we don't want to hear them. Wait, every episode we <laughs> have is amazing. But like, so Brianna appears on camera for like thirty seconds for one episode. Like, maybe she doesn't watch the show, so she might have no idea. Like, how she's not watching it when they're recording it. It's happening. No, I know, but I just mean like she might not know the whole story between about. She might not see the story of Shannon versus um, Vicky beyond what she's a part of. Do you know what I mean? And what yeah, Vicky yeah. tells her. So, oh, like, yeah, yeah. she may never have watched that back to be like, oh, you know what? My mom is really fucked up in this situation with, like, her friendship with Shannon. I wonder if Brianna watches the show. I feel like her life is so busy. Find out. Is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text her right now. Um, okay, wait. So, I just need to get your thoughts on this. So, um, 
I, the, a lot, a large part of the show was about them being in Palm Desert and Vicky and Tamara talking and then Tamara talking with Kelly and then Kelly losing her shit in Palm Desert and then also at that dinner with Heather and um, Tamara about whether or not Kelly should go to the racing thing. I forget the name of it. Glammy or something? Glamma? Whatever the Glamma Dunes? Glam, Glamis Dunes or whatever? About whether or not Kelly should go because her shitty behavior has... Um, made the women nervous about having her uh, near their children. And Kelly's response is essentially like, go fuck yourself. Um, how dare you say that I'm not a good mom, which is not what they were saying. What they were saying was you've behaved in a way that has been shocking to people and sort of like, and um, hasn't been your responses to things uh, have been really kind of crazy mm -hmm. and so we're not sure that you're going to react that way uh around kids and kelly's response is like how dare you my daughter is excellent which is really outside the conversation of well you've just been sort of nutty in person are we going to expect that kind of behavior when we have like minor kids in the picture and i wanted to kind of get your thoughts yeah i was confused okay so first of all i was very confused by the whole mother comment because like tamra told i don't know how that got heather told Tamara at the paint studio that she's like, I'm, my son's going to be there. I'm not sure. Tamara, who also felt the same way, talked about it in the kitchen, I think, with, with Vicky. Vicky. Then it's like... Then Vicky tell, told right, Kelly that the women weren't right, into that, having their kids around. And then Kelly heard that as, well, I'm a parent. You're going to think I'm a bad mom, which is really how I, Kelly reacts to everything. I think that it was... I mean, I, I, I think we can agree on this probably, that like it's the women slash... Like, it's, is she a liability? Do we want her around our children? Yeah, 100%. And I, and I understand that argument. I, uh, I also understand why Kelly might find it offensive, but it is what it is. Like, you're allowed to be offended, but also you made the choices that you did. Like, you acted the way you did. So, like, if people feel like they don't want you just calling people a cunt around their kids, they're allowed to feel that way. She doesn't understand that. Um, She's it, like, how dare you? She genuinely doesn't understand it but she also is upset by it so her way of communicating is saying like what you're saying to me is very upsetting and here's why and I, I she actually acutely her brain does not understand what they're telling her her brain just operates well different she's excellent casting her brain just, <laughs> like, it just operates differently so someone can be saying something to her and she just doesn't she actually doesn't hear it like i think she's like some kind of like, rob is gonna need to raise the other women's rates next year if they bring her back because, oh my god 100%. because because they're gonna refuse she's, because they're gonna refuse yes. to not to, the women are gonna refuse to be on the show with her but bravo is gonna refuse to fire kelly because she's gonna be she's, she's great tv she's really so good like TV. there's no way that so the only way they can they're gonna say like we're gonna give you this amount of money we need you to come back and like the people that they don't care like they're gonna do that for like vicky and tamra and they're gonna be like heather Dubrow, you make the decision either you're on the show or you're not and she's gonna be like uh, and so like i could already so okay i hear what you're saying and i like i as a human and as like a person who knows you and as a person who's like in the real world i agree with you but like as a person who like knows that like it's their job to talk about their feelings like Kelly has to defend herself. Like she, like she has to be able to say, like, well, of course, like I'm not a, I, you can, I can be around parent people, like kids. Like I'm a she's great mom. Not, she's not really saying that. I mean, she's saying her kid is great. What she's saying is, how dare you say that? And then the women are like, that's what we're saying versus what you're hearing are two different things. 
We are not, so she hears them saying we are uncomfortable because of your past behavior and her response is how dare you I'm a great mom and there's a middle ground there which is we're not saying that you're a bad parent we're saying that your behavior has been out of control and we don't want that around our kids because they're not going to understand it in the way that we are and I think that Kelly being upset at Heather's place at that dinner when she was talking at the lunch or dinner that um, Kelly and Heather and Tamara had together I thought that was a little strange because Kelly was saying like how dare Heather kick me out of the dinner it's not Heather's dinner which fine it's technically Heather wasn't the host of that dinner Megan was but Megan as the host told her after the dinner your behavior was unacceptable you looked like a crazy person like Kelly doesn't Kelly is trying to defend herself while also accepting guilt, but I don't believe it because I don't think she truly does. I think she gets really, really upset and she can only see like the pain of being upset. She doesn't actually understand. She genuinely doesn't. I'm not casting blame on her for this. I'm just expressing that she doesn't, she gets upset and then only focuses on the being upset and the emoting and what comes out of the emoting is like bullets aimed at other people there was something that i wrote down that she said at that dinner which was she was saying it while she was crying which i do 100 percent believe was real i don't think that kelly can fake how she feels i don't think that that's something she's able to do and she's not able to mask it which she says she's like i'm really emotional and she goes i'm treading water and i'm drowning and that was so fucking sad to me because i'm thinking like well, that's a really that's not good you don't want to be in that place but, constantly okay don't even tell me you're gonna devil's advocate are you gonna say that she's a terrible person after i just defended her for three seconds mm, i don't think she's a terror I, I actually think i might think she's a terrible person but i also think like what is fascinating about watching these shows is seeing how people deal with having a camera around them to hold them accountable for every little thing that they do the fascinating part about this is that she is being a despicable person and she is reacting to people calling her out on that good and bad and yeah. i think then she's gonna have to watch this all back what she's doing right now and then we're gonna see her at the reunion and see how if she's actually learned anything or if they just if it just fires her up more she's gonna have to deal with everything that people are saying about her and her family on social media etc and that is what is fascinating to me like i don't want to see people that are reacting like vanderpump and bethany because that is boring like you need to see things where people are are breaking down over the process because when they become too savvy with it then it's not interesting so like i don't i think that kelly might be terrible but i also just think like it's fascinating to me that like it's catching up with her like the reason she's having this breakdown is because she reacted so violently and she knows that she has that temper and she apologizes for it i don't know that she feels remorse for it because i think she might do it all over again if the same situation played out. I think she's going to do it over and again. But I over think, and over and over again. Well, we don't know because we have to, right? As humans, I hope that people learn lessons. and. That, I don't think she can. I think there's something in her core. It's we like know, we know, her, we know of her from like seven episodes of life so far. Though. I know, but everything that people, and by people I mean Tamara and whoever else is on the goddamn show, like what, what they're saying is that it gets, there might be a little bit of stillness and then it gets fucking insane i will just be interested to see how kelly is at the reunion i think that she is dissimilar but has similarities to jules um leanne from dallas and that like 
the process got to her and that she like freaked out. Yeah. And she didn't come across That's as super likable. I never thought about that. But like okay. I, I think that Leanne was is is like I, this is like I use this as like very like loosely, but like yeah, yeah. has more like class and is more concerned about coming across as a woman of a certain way, even if that like I think she's more like aware of it oh, and I think Jesus. I mean I think that that's the whole poop thing became a huge deal because oh right because she didn't she was like she was like it was fine for my friends to know this right. but it's a different thing for my friend to say it on oh, camera oh my like God, that's what kidding. that's what I feel like it's like you know that joke is like read your for- cookie fortune and then say like in bed after it oh yeah, yeah I love I that I feel like the reality TV game is to say like you said I suck dick for my house on TV, like that, like that is the, the like you no, said, really you said, point. you said, you said, John and I do coke on camera. Like that was why that was an issue, not because Dorinda probably does do blow for fun, and that's cool. It's not cool when your daughter sees it and like then people think that you aren't a good, equi- like a well-equipped parent. Like it's cool if you take a shit and you're on in, on yourself because you're like can't hold it in and you're on a road trip with your girlfriend. It's not cool when your girlfriend uses it to be a plot point and make you look like a dickhead on TV. Like, so like, that's why I will always have, I try to play devil's advocate because like, that is like, Marie was a shithead in that situation. And like, everyone was like, Le- uh, Leanne threatened to kill her. It's like, well, Leanne thought she was her friend and Marie sold her out for, to make right. her look bad on no, TV. No, no, right, right, right. No, um, I get it. So yeah, so I mean, I think that Kelly's terrible, but what I'm saying is I think that it's hard to be terrible on television and that's why we watch the show, to like to watch these people be terrible and to see them reflect and we hope that they will evolve and sometimes they do and don't. And like, look where Bethany went from season one till now. Like, you never would have... She is a totally different right. person. And like who... And like, a different face. And look at Ramona and look at Luann. Like, yeah. they are incredibly different. And we... So like, Kelly could do could become even worse and she could become better well next week as we saw in the little preview they almost die or whatever so that's really exciting stay tuned too bad kelly wasn't driving no i think she was oh. oh no tamra i actually so I don't know who's was, driving i think it was tamra driving kelly was in the car and shannon vicky was in the car oh and then vicky gets helicoptered or whatever that phrase is when it's like an ambulance helicopter. Chopper? i don't know it's like a hella whatever the fuck go to hell like <laughs> some sort of chopper that she gets out of it, and then, like, I don't know, it costs, like, $50,000 or something, which I'm, like, super into. Um, guys, this has been a record-breaking... A record-breaking. <laughs> hour, hour 17. Lucky for all of you that you got to hear me laugh at least twice. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, such an interesting show. More, uh, more to come from all three series. Um, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Bravo. Thanks, Bravo. Um into all of it um we'll see you here next week i hope sonia morgan is has more tea to spill oh my god can't wait for sober stones and remember to subscribe to us and um write some reviews that don't make us want to kill ourselves that would be terrific Bye. bye five stars toodles until next week